Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for Oaklawn Game Day, presented by Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort. An inside look at this week's big games, exciting prop bets, and the latest wagering lines from Oaklawn's race and sportsbook, the natural state's favorite place to play. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Acri and Oaklawn's mutuals and sportsbook manager, Zach Gillum. Welcome in once again, everybody, to Oaklawn Game Day, and it is a time of year that people are really looking forward to, and that, of course, is NCAA tournament time. But first things first, Zach, welcome in, and it's conference tournament time right now. Conference tournament time. You got spring, I hope, trying to come out. I know the cold weather is coming back on us for a few days, but you got spring on the way. You got, as you said, NCAA tournament. You got the conference tournaments going on. Live racing. We're going to be adding some Thursdays to the card. St. Patrick's Day coming up. Whitmore Day coming up. So much to go over. Well, and don't forget to move your clocks forward, Zach, to your point. Spring is upon us, and so we're going to spring it forward. And that is get my fav- favorite time of the year. We is get it? Some sun- we get some sunlight back. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm going to call you when I'm real tired because I lost an hour of sleep, and I'll get back to you. But uh, I hate that part. I'll be right. I do like more sunshine. It's a good thing. Absolutely, yeah. We lose the hour, but it's it's worth the loss, in my opinion. Okay, well, we'll go with it. Listen, speaking of worth the loss, that has been sort of the theme of the day or the season, I guess, when it comes to locks of the week. But we did work overtime again, Zach, and we did win again. Auburn had to go to overtime to Mississippi State last week, and they clinched the SEC title in the process. And the Tigers, while they have not been nearly as impressive as they were early in the year, have gotten themselves a couple of late wins here in the SEC, and they'll be trying to take home an SEC conference championship in the tournament as well to go with the regular season version. Yes, absolutely. As you said, maybe cooled off a little bit, but as long as they get hot in the next couple weeks, that's all that will matter. Well, we are not quite to double digits for wins this year, but it was good to get number nine on the board. So thank you, Auburn. I won't be thanking you for anything else the rest of the year, and I hope Arkansas beats your brains in in the tournament, but we'll get to that in a bit. Speaking of St. Patrick's Day, that is one of four Thursdays that have been added at Oaklawn, and so it is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday racing coming up very soon, Zach, and that'll happen for four weeks straight, including April 7th. That's my birthday, Zach. Don't forget that okay please get me something nice don't spend more than a couple hundred bucks but it will be great to have additional days to get down for racing including of course st patrick's day coming up next week it's going to be a lot of fun and not only is it st patrick's day and a live day of racing but that's going to open up round one of the big tournament so uh that is going to be a fun-filled day i cannot wait what's the big tournament zach what are you talking about Oh, you know, NCAA. Oh, that one, that little yes. thing. Yes. I wonder how many times St. Patrick's Day has fallen on the opening day of tournament day. As if people needed another reason not to go to work or to call it a half day or to start partying way earlier in the day. I love it. How exciting is that going to be? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be so much going on. That's going to be from the start of the day to the end of the day. Everybody's going to be having fun, and then it goes throughout the whole weekend. 17th of March, 24th, 31st, and as we mentioned, April 7th. Racing this week, you don't have to wait until the 17th because we've got racing starting on Friday through Sunday. Nine races Friday, 10 on Saturday, 9 on Sunday, and the racing starts at 1 o'clock each day. Saturday's an interesting one, Zach. We've got the Azari Stakes as part of the card for older fillies and mares. She Dares the Devil is coming back home, and this is a horse that's won two of its last three and oh there's that little matter of the kentucky oaks being on the resume so man good to get that horse back and we've talked to state and flurry the owner a number of times about this horse and such a great pedigree and resume and good to have her back on the home track at oaklawn 
Yeah, absolutely. $350,000 grade to Azari. There's nine betting interest. As you mentioned, She Dares the Devil is the 5-2 to two morning line favorite. Um, you're going to have, that's uh, Florent Giroux and Brad Cox is the trainer. And this is the Azari winner from 2021. And then, as you said, won the Kentucky Oaks in 2020 as well as the Honeybee. And you also mentioned Whitmore Day. I want to sort of expand on that. That's coming up on March 19th, so we're not far off from that. That will be the Whitmore Stakes Race Day. $200,000 on that one. And there are going to be giveaways, Zach. People like free stuff, and I'm not so great at handicapping, but I'm good at taking free stuff. Whitmore will be there. We've talked about it before. I don't know if he'll be stamping autographs with that hoof of his, but it'll be great to get pictures with him at least, and you're going to do some commemorative shirts and cups. Absolutely, and I've seen the shirt, so if someone can get me one, please do it. Um, They are going to be first come, first serve, limited availability, and you do want one of these, I promise. All right, very good. And don't forget tournament games going on all week. We'll talk about that in a second. Also, entertainment in the Big Event Center. You've got Bill Engvall coming up this Friday. Two shows. I don't know, Zach. I assume there are still some tickets remaining, but it's got to be getting close to being pretty full in there. 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock, two shows, one day. Tickets start at $40. This dude is absolutely hilarious. He joined our morning show, guys, this week. Just a good dude. And it's his last go-round. This is his final tour, so take advantage while you can. That's what I was about to say. I mean, this is the farewell tour, so if you're a Bill Ingvall fan, or even if you're not, if you're just a comedy fan, I highly recommend you get some tickets. There are there are a few left, but they will go quick. I, I expect this will be full. Later this month, Grand Funk Railroad, Tina Turner Tribute Band, and, of course, we have live entertainment in Pops Lounge this weekend, Zach, per usual. Yes, uh, Cliff and Susan, a highlight of race season. It's a favorite of everyone. And then you have John Calvin Brewer brand this week as as well from 9 to 1. All right, well, let's move into some basketball talk, Zach. And the high school championships, it should be pointed out. I know you'll get a lot of play probably from folks coming in to watch loved ones or teams they're connected with or their hometown team or whatever. But uh, plenty of basketball action happening in Hot Springs. Plenty of wagering options in Hot Springs for college basketball in the NBA. And let's start with the SEC, Zach, about to get underway. Wednesday night. Arkansas doesn't play until Friday, thankfully, because they've earned their way into that four seed. But you do have a couple of games we'll talk about in a second. Let's talk about overall conference tournament championship odds going in. Yeah, looking at this, Kentucky is your top choice. They are at plus 150, followed by Auburn at 200, Tennessee's at 350, and then Arkansas at 510. After that, you're going to have a pretty big jump up to LSU's at 1300, Alabama at 1800, and a team that was playing fairly well there late in the season, Florida, was at plus 5,000. Florida's a team we think that has to win the tournament to get into the NCAA. They've got at least won a few games, and I don't know how close to a bubble they are, but I would, if I'm them, I'm feeling a lot safer if I'm Mike White winning the whole darn thing. LSU's another team I don't think anybody wants to play right now. They played Arkansas really tough at the end of the season, and of course, they beat Alabama at the end of the regular season. They are trying to improve their resume. I don't think they have to play their way into the tournament. They're already in, but they can certainly help their positioning, but I'm telling you, as a 6 or 7 seed, you don't want anything to do with them and there's a lot of money to be made right now on the Tigers if you're buying into that now admittedly they would have to go through Arkansas if they can beat the winner of Ole Miss and Missouri but I'll tell you what I think on a neutral court that's a tough out right now Absolutely. They've been playing very good defense. I know Pinson was in the game, uh, the second game we played against him. He looked very good. They're, they're playing hot right now, and that's a lot of what matters when it gets to these tournaments. Well, there was talk this week of the NCAA, NCAA investigation heating up again related to LSU, but I'm thinking, Zach, we've had that story so many times over, I can't imagine that could possibly be a distraction for those guys anymore. No, at this point, it, it's something that hopefully the players can block it out and just play their game. Yep, down in Baton Rouge, it's death taxes and NCAA investigations. You can count on all those things. And the good news for Will Wade so far, he's been the Teflon Don, and we'll see if that continues. But his team, I like 
going into the tournament. I hate to say that. I hope Arkansas bashes their brains in, but I think it'll be a tough out down in Tampa. Big 12, Kansas, Baylor, take your pick. You got Texas Tech way up there as well. An interesting race, I think, in the 12, and a team, or excuse me, a conference that is expected to be among the favorites at the end here for a potential national champion. Absolutely, and uh, as you said, Texas Tech definitely, they've been hot lately, and you can see that reflected in these odds. Kansas, your top choice at plus 200, followed by Baylor at 225. Texas Tech, a close third choice at plus 250, and then Texas at 500. If you like defense, the Big 12 may be for you. You know, we talk about that with football, and that is the last thing you think of with the Big 12, but uh, although there have been some much better defensive teams of late. One thing Iowa State, my alma mater, has in common between basketball and football, they play defense. The difference is in basketball, they don't bother playing on the offensive end of the floor, so they don't have much of a shot. They open with Texas Tech though Zach I don't know what the over under is set at I don't know if you've got totals yet on those games but I'm guessing it's going to be around like I don't know 107 or so this should be like a 1950s kind of score on the court yeah that quite hadn't hit the board yet but as you said it will definitely be a lower total than some of these other leagues all right got a bit of a pickle of the ACC because we're already underway is that right Zach or is it the Big East that we're holding off on because of that tournament getting underway today it is the ACC. That Good. is currently off the board with games being played. It should repost once games have finished for the day. All right, Big East also underway, and we're going to talk about one of those games coming up in a sec. Big Ten, Purdue has been the class of the league, but as we've seen late in the season, anybody can get anybody. you got Iowa playing really well right now. Illinois just knocked off Iowa. Michigan's got to play their way into the postseason, I think. They're very much on the bubble, and then you got Purdue at the top of the heap here. You mean the Big Ten teams at this point? Yeah, looking at this, Purdue is your top choice to win the conference tourney there at plus 175, followed by Illinois at plus 275, Iowa's at 400, Wisconsin 800, Ohio State's at 1200, Michigan at 1400, and then Rutgers, a team that, again, I want to say they're either the first four out or first four in, Yeah, they're, they're at plus 1400 as well. Well, Ohio State just recently lost to a Nebraska team that has been awful all year, but Nebraska has been on a hot streak, and we're going to talk about their game in the Big Ten tournament coming up in a second, but Zach, that's a huge price on a team that's been a lot of the year ranked in the top 25 for a Big Ten championship, potentially. Absolutely. They are at the bottom of the list, plus 10,000 to win the Big Ten tournament. Well, going into the ACC tournament, Duke was your favorite minus money, and so it wouldn't be a big shock. UNC was your second choice at plus 600. And, of course, the Tar Heels just ruined Mike Krzyzewski's last home game by beating them. Pretty significant margin, too, on Duke's floor in Mike Krzyzewski's last home game. So maybe it'll be payback time for the Blue Devils. Maybe, just maybe, it's a sign of things to come for a North Carolina team that took a big step forward this year. So we will see. Pac-12, good race. Weird numbers in here. No surprise, Arizona's your overwhelming favorite, Zach. But I like a team that's back in the pack a little bit as a potential long shot here because the payout is ridiculous. Yeah, looking at this, Arizona is your top choice, minus 125, followed up by UCLA, plus 175, then a big jump to Oregon at 800, USC at 1,000, Washington State at 1,800, Colorado 3,800. Have I hit your team? USC is plus 1,000, Zach, 25-6 and six on the season, 14-6 and six in conference play. Two of those losses came to Arizona, but they split with UCLA. UC, USC definitely beat up on lesser thans in the non-conference, I will say that, but they've got some talent with Mobley and others. 25-6, and six, nothing to sneeze at, and they did handle their business in Pac-12 play. So I think as a 10 to 1 shot, you got to at least consider them as a possibility. And of course, Oregon at plus 800, another intriguing wager to me. And if Arizona can get upset, anything can happen. Of course, uh, yeah, USC got swept by Arizona this year, but you know. And then uh, I want to mention too, Oregon's of course going to get the services of Kellel Ware, the North Little Rock product who is headed there after this season and he and his charging Wildcats are in the state championship game this weekend in Hot Springs on Thursday night. Yeah, and then to your point, I mean, talking about these conference tournament, the other thing you have to consider is some of these teams 
teams that are at the top have their seeds set. There's no improving it. How much does the conference tournament title matter to them? If it's not very important, who knows? They might be really regulating how much their starters or how much their starters are going to play, and that could be factored in to really get you some of these long shots home. Well, last year it seemed like there was a two-horse race, and I hate to make it so obvious, and I hate to use such an analogy while we're talking about something related to Oakland with Oakland game day. It's great to have you, by the way. But it turned out to be, Zach... A two-horse race. I mean, it was pretty obvious to everybody that Gonzaga and, and Baylor were the two best teams in the country. Now, a lot of people thought Gonzaga would finally break through and win their title. Didn't work out that way, and Baylor's backcourt was the difference in the game. Gonzaga is going to be a favor going in again. And again, I will doubt them. Until I am proven wrong, I will continue to pick against them. And I think there is much less of a margin between the top couple of teams this year than there were last year. So there's all the more reason to pick against them. And if you go away from the top team or two, there is huge money to be made potentially at Oakland in the race and sports book. I would strongly encourage you to go down, find our friends down there, grab a kiosk, go to the window, whatever you got to do. But get your wagers in because the payouts are too great. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at it, Gonzaga still your top choice, plus 350, followed by Arizona at 600, Kentucky 675, Duke is at 1,000, Baylor 1,200, Kansas 1,300, Auburn at 1,350, Purdue at 1,600, Arkansas at 1,700, and then Texas Tech at 2,300. A few other teams to note, Houston is down at 3,500, Tennessee is at 3,500, Alabama at 7,000, LSU at 8,000, and then Memphis at 10,000. I don't know why I keep riding one to ride LSU. I, I really don't like LSU. I certainly don't like Will Wade, but man, I think they're going to be tough to deal with right now. And just it's all about the matchups and the draw, and we'll see. I assume these will shift a little bit based on matchups once the tournament's announced, Zach, you think? I think it will, uh, based on seeding, based on who might be projected in an easier bracket. Um, you'll definitely see some things change, and then also based on how they perform in their conference tournament if they haven't played it yet. All right, very good. Which is every, everyone but Gonzaga. That makes sense. There you go. Okay. And you do have, I guess you guys did have the smaller conferences as far as tournaments going, right? But a lot of those are wrapped up already. Absolutely. Um, most The ones that are still being played are still on the board as long as the game is not going right now. But we did offer all the conference tournaments. Okay. The A-Sum was a weird turn of events, Zach. I don't know if you saw that or not. Bellarmine ended up winning it on their home floor in Louisville. And yet, because they're transitioning from Division Two, they can't go to the NCAA tournament. You see, to think, well, the second place team will go. No. Jacksonville is not going. It's actually the team with the best regular season record. That's Jacksonville State, which is in Alabama, not in Florida like Jacksonville is. Jacksonville beat Jacksonville State in the tournament on their way to play Bellarmine and lose in the final, and yet it's Jacksonville State who will represent the A-Sun in the NCAA tournament. Very strange. Uh, Jacksonville State's got a pretty decent team. I don't like their chances to do too much in the tournament. I would have been worried about Jacksonville, though, because they are really, really good defensively, and we've also talked about how they're one of the best teams in the nation against the number all year. They were a top three or four team against the spread all season long. I don't know if they covered the number against Bellarmine, but they definitely came up short. So kudos to the Knights. Enjoy staying home for the postseason. Sorry, fellas. Let's talk about teams against the number. Arkansas, 61% against the spread this year. These are factors to think about while you're getting ready for SEC tournament games or on into the NCAA tournament. Some other teams of note, Texas Tech was very good, 65% almost if you round up against the number. Auburn, 63.3, the best team in the SEC this year. TCU surprised some people. Jamie Dixon doing a nice job at his alma mater, 63%. A couple of the worst teams, Alabama, the aforementioned, 35.5% against the number this year. And we know how bad Georgia was in total record, a team that just refuses to play defense most of the time, 33%. I believe that's the bottom of the barrel in the SEC, Zach. So we're going to be talking about Georgia in a second with their game in the opening round of the SEC tournament. But uh, those are a couple of teams to watch or maybe not watch for when the games are announced in the NCAA or as we move on through these conference tournaments. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so much and so many teams. That's why this makes it one of the most, if not the most fun, sporting event of the year.
So, what, so many can win it. Is this the busiest thing for you guys? How do you compare this to like Super Bowl and other big events? So this is bigger just in the sense of that it spans that opening weekend. The It's a full four days. Right. You know, football, football season will have a busy Saturday. We'll have a busy Sunday. But then you have the rest of the week is, you know, somewhat normal. Um, this is going to be four straight days of nonstop. And it's it's not only four straight days, but it's also, you know, it starts at roughly 11 a.m. And the last game mm-hmm. might tip at 10 p.m. So it's an all-day event. Games going all day. There's no downtime. It really is. a. I mean, it's so much fun. I love it. How much action do you see on the Tuesday, Wednesday playing games or whatever you would call They call them opening round or first round games. I call them playing. But anyway, how much, how much do you see there? I guess without a, a local connection, maybe not as much as you would if you had a, you know, like a maybe a Sunbelt team or an A-Sun team or even Arkansas, if they ever got stuck in that position. Yeah, not as much. Um, you know, if it was Arkansas, it would be gangbusters below. You know, the room would be busting at the seams. But um, you'll definitely have action because people will start coming in that Tuesday, really Monday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to get their action in on the games that are on Thursday. All right, let's talk about some games for this Wednesday. And again, we don't get lines beyond the first day. So I'd love to look at some of these games that we know are already set in some of these conference tournaments, but we don't have that luxury because we don't have numbers yet. But if you check back late in the day or early of the day of the game, you will find those numbers at Oakland. Of course, you can also bet on the racing side, Zach. Tell them how to do it for those who are there for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and soon to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Absolutely. So all live race days on the second floor. For those familiar with the sports tavern, it's right in the middle of the grandstand. We're going to be just north of that. Um, we will have a human teller there. We're there from 11 a.m. when the gates open until the last race. So uh, anyone that's over there enjoying live racing and you forgot to get your bet down when you came through the casino, come see us. We are there to help you out. And what are your window hours in the sports book side? So window hours in the sportsbook side, we are going to be there for a conference, or I mean for the uh, for the big tournament, we will be there for all games. So we will be there opening at 10 a.m. and we will be there till the late game tip. So if that's 10 p.m., we'll be there till 10. If there's a delay, they don't tip till 10:30. We'll be there till 10:30. Our goal will be to be there for all games tip off. Gotcha. Zach Gillum, Justin Aker here on Oaklawn Game Day, Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Let's talk about games of the day on Wednesday and let's do the SEC games. Zach, there are two of them. Neither of them are going to move the needle in a big way as far as national interest, but there's always money to be made. The winner of this one gets LSU. The winner of that one gets Arkansas in the next round on Friday. Ole Miss and Mizzou and a pretty tight line in this first game of the day. Yeah, and it's moved just a little bit. You currently have Old Miss minus three and a half, total in this game at 130. Well, there is some talk that Coach Martin may be coaching his last days at Missouri. We'll see if something changes there, but... Right now, they're just going to have to try to upset Ole Miss as an underdog. Bigger line, and congratulations to Scotty Pippett Jr., named first-team all-conference. He was the scoring leader in the SEC this year, and he will lead the Commodores against Georgia, a team that refuses to play defense in the first game of the SEC tournament for those two teams. Yes, looking at this one, Vanderbilt currently favored by nine points. Total in this game at 143.5. 143 and a half. I'll say over in that game. I think it'll be a high-scoring affair relatively, and we'll see how many points Mr. Pippen can get in this game. We'll see. So it should be fun. Let's talk about this one. I would not have thought we were going to bring this one up, but interesting happenings with Nebraska. You know, Coach Hoiberg got a vote of confidence, and all of a sudden Nebraska's playing better basketball after stumbling their way through the Big Ten schedule, Zach. They are winners of three in a row. All those games came on the road, and these are not slouches. They beat Penn State on the road. Then they beat Ohio State, a top 25 team on the road. And they end it by beating Wisconsin on the road by a couple of points. My goodness, what is happening in Lincoln? Coach Hoiberg has them believing. They're going to Indianapolis now to take on Northwestern, so a true neutral site game for these two. What's the line in this Big Ten tournament game? 
Yeah, looking at this one, Northwestern currently favored by four and a half points. Total in this game set at 144. I'm going to say I believe in Nebraska. They had a kid go for 26, I believe, in the win over Wisconsin. So as long as they're healthy, I'll say Nebraska can get the job done against Northwestern. Hadn't been a great year for the Wildcats either this year. How about uh, Big East? And we got former Arkansas coach Mike Anderson leading St. John's against DePaul. These two teams split this season, Zach. The Storm won by five at home. DePaul won by five at their place. And we're uh, more of a home game, I would say, for St. John's here. It's being played at Madison Square Garden, so it really is a, a home game for them versus a DePaul team, which comes out of the Chicago area. So what's, uh, what do you think here? What's, what's the line? Yeah, looking at this one, St. John's is your favorite. They're favored by four and a half points. Total in this game at 154 and a half. Well, I'll be rooting for Coach A to get the job done. I hope they hope they find a way. They have not had a very good year. Eight and eleven in conference. DePaul six and fourteen. Again, Arkansas versus TBA on Friday. One more bonus pick for you, Zach. We've got a conference tournament championship game. Is this right? That's correct. Patriot League's championship game is today. You have Navy. Uh, facing Colgate. Colgate is a seven-point favorite. Total in this game set at 128.5. Well, a lot of people picked Colgate as a uh, sort of kitschy upset pick last year in the tournament. They were a 3-14 matchup against Arkansas. Had them in trouble. Arkansas goes on a 17 to nothing run. 85-68 the final for the Hogs last season over the Raiders of Colgate. And we'll see who will get it done this time around. But Colgate a seven-point favorite, so you got them by a touchdown. Let's move on to the NBA. And again, a whole new slate of games tomorrow for for all these conference tournament games and Zach, everything else strikes your fancy, let me know. But some interesting stuff happening in the NBA on Wednesday night as well. I was a little surprised to wake up this morning and look, and I know that they've rested some of their stars and that has something to do with the performance of late, but the Warriors are still your favorite to win the NBA title. Correct, yes. You have Warriors up as your top choice. They are plus 350, followed by the Suns at 360, Bucks at 525, the Nets at 575, 76ers at 700. First double-digit team is your Miami Heat at plus 1,000. And the Grizzlies are still plus 2,500. Zach, can you help me understand this? They have the second-best record in the league behind the Phoenix Suns, but nobody buys Ja Morant and company. Yeah, right now those odds are still sitting there. We've been talking about it for a few weeks now, and I feel like as we keep going throughout the season, if their record stays as good, surely those odds are going to drop. So I highly recommend if you're a Grizz fan or those odds are appealing to you, you need to get on them now. Folks, 25 to 1. How do you not throw a couple of bucks on Ja and company? Look, I don't know if they're ready to go or not either. I don't know if they're ready to contend for a title. Sure, I understand the thinking. But how do you not give a team that's the second-best the second best record in the league, not just in the Western Conference, in the NBA, a little more love, Zach? I don't know. I don't get it. Let's talk about uh, some games of note. And normally, we don't really go into too much with NBA games. We'll do it a little more the next couple of weeks, probably in conjunction with our college tournament games that matter so much. But a couple of interesting games this week, or tonight, I should say, on Wednesday night. Phoenix-Miami. And, Zach, you know what that represents. you got the top team in the West in Phoenix, the top team in the East in Miami. I would tell you this is definitely much, very much in the running for my lock of the week because if you look at those odds, we just talked about them. The Heat are way back in the pack as far as chances to win the national or the world title, rather. And Phoenix is one of your favorites. They've got the best record in the league. Miami does have the best record in the East, but there's a pretty big gap there as far as total record. you got a pretty big line here on this game being played on the East Coast with Phoenix going on the road. Absolutely, yeah. Looking at this one, Miami Heat currently minus 4.5. Total on this game set at 219.5. Okay, so I don't know. I just figured it would have been a little bit less. I like Phoenix's chances to go on the road and either win the game outright or at least keep it a little closer than 4.5. And And then Toronto-San Antonio doesn't sound like a sexy game, but Greg Popovich is looking for his 1,336th win. He would become alone the all-time 
NBA coaching wins leader. He's currently in a tie with Don Nelson. So good luck to Pop and Company. He's going to get it, Zach. It may or may not be on Wednesday night, but uh, congrats to a great career. And he's also obviously had success with the international play, led the team to a gold medal last time out in the Olympics. What's San Antonio's line at home against Toronto in this big, momentous game potentially tonight? Yeah, looking at this one, Toronto is on the road as a favorite, minus two total in this game at two twenty-eight and a half. How do you not pick San Antonio here, Zach? I gotta, yeah, you, you gotta you get, get up. You get the feel-good story, plus you get the points. I mean, it sounds like a win-win. Yeah, I think you gotta go with San Antonio at home there. All right, college baseball on the board, off the board. Where are we at today, Zach? We have it or we don't? It is down. Okay. So that is that is something that, as we've mentioned, it will come and go. Um, if you come up and you don't see it, um, you feel free to ask us behind the counter. But that's one that will come and go throughout the season. The combine just happened in the NFL, and you can certainly guess as to who's going to be picked where and what kind of impact that might have on a team's chances. But you don't have to wait to see movement, Zach, because we've already seen some this week. Why? Because of some moves by quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers in the news. We also had movement with Russell Wilson going to Denver, and that had an instant impact. And uh, there was actually some more movement. I don't know how much it matters that Carson Wentz may or may not be going from Indianapolis to Washington, but it definitely impacted the odds at Oakland and elsewhere, yes? Correct. Yes, absolutely. So we'll just start at the top. Bills are still your top choice, plus 750, followed up with the Chiefs at 850. Packers now your third choice at 900. The 49ers at 1100. Broncos, after that news with Russell Wilson going, have jumped to your fifth choice, plus 1200, um, or co-fifth choice, I should say. The Rams are 1200 as well. Then your Cowboys at 1500, Ravens at 2000. Um, jumping on down, Washington Commanders, I do not believe their odds have uh, changed based on the Wentz news. They are at plus 5,000. Yeah, Green Bay was 1300 last week when we did the show now 900 so with Aaron Rodgers announcing the news and they franchise Devontae Adams I believe as well so he'll be back to catch passes next season yes and that's huge I know that was something both both players wanted to stick together so good for those Packers fans and the Broncos I'm not 100% where they were last week but it was a significant odds drop on them as well no movement on the NCAA championship Bama still your favorite Zach with a couple of familiar foes in line next I guess A&M's uh got a pretty long shot but they're still remain as one of the favorites absolutely Alabama top choice plus 150 no movement there Ohio State your second choice at 250 Georgia at 500 Clemson 1400 Oklahoma at 1400 Texas A&M at 1600 Notre Dame at 2500 um, some other regional teams Oklahoma State's at 3300 Florida 4000 LSU 5000 hmm. jumping jumping on down Arkansas Auburn Kentucky all at plus 10000 all right that has not changed and I guess if quarterbacks move we'll talk about that at that time and nowadays the game models after the NFL much more than it used to with freedom of movement for players I got to pick a lock of the week Zach I'm going back and forth between emotional San Antonio and a Nebraska team that's on the roll the Huskers I have never liked that program but I do love coach Hoiberg we went to college together the lock of the week you better lock it up you better lock it up no you lock it up lock it up lock it up lock it up So I'm going to give Nebraska and Fred the tip of the cap and a little bit of an edge here. I'm going to say that they keep it going. I like the way they're playing right now. Certainly don't expect them to win the thing and make it to the NCAA tournament, but I think they got enough to beat the Wildcats at Northwestern. So I'll say give me four and a half. I'll take Nebraska. That's going to be this week's lock of the week. Okay, before we get out of here, real quick, congratulations to Bryce Mitchell. We talked about him on the show last week. He was a pretty good heavy favorite at minus 159 on the show. Handle Barbosa convincingly. The favorite, Covington, also won in the heavyweight fight. 
Did you get a lot of action? If you did, I'm guessing Masvidal had to be kind of a, yeah, a guy that would have tracked some some interest, Zach. Probably got a few bucks thrown that way, no? There was some interest, but we we did have uh, more of the action on Mitchell and Covington. So hats off to those players, and it was a lot of fun to see a local back in there. I know we've been waiting on Bryce to get back in the octagon for about a year now, so well, that was a lot of fun. And, and afterwards, I'm sure anyone that didn't see it, his uh, pledge to donate half of his purse. You know, and makes Dana, him even makes him even more of a fan favorite. Yeah, more endearing. But Dana White's going to pick up the tab so he can keep his money. That's good. He needs to get a big payday next time out. And uh, I will tell you, I've not bought but maybe one UFC card prior to this one. I really enjoyed it. Had a bunch of people over. We had a blast watching it. Before we get out of here, got to mention the Players Championship. A twenty million dollar purse for a non-major winner gets three point six million. Two point two for second. Third place, one point four. Last place in the tournament gets 43k in the top 36 make 100 grand plus zach this is going to have a ton of interest if for nothing else than the money that the players potentially could win absolutely i mean it's often considered the fifth major of the year this is one that not only the fans but the players very much care about obviously the players for the money and the prestige for the for the guest or for the the watchers to me i love seeing the same course you're familiar with it um you have john rom as your current favorite he's at plus 1200 morikawa is at 1400 justin thomas at 1400 roy mcelroy 1600 so as you can see, all the big names are there playing right now. One of the fun props I found, hole 17, one of the more popular par threes in golf. We do have wagers on the board for will there be a hole in one. Um, round one, round two, the yes on that is plus 650. For round three, those odds go up because there will be less players, so that's plus 900. And then round four with the tough pin position and, again, less players, it's at plus 1,000. If you just want to say yes, there will be a hole in one throughout the tournament on hole 17, plus 275. All right. Bet.oaklawn.com if you want to get in on the horse racing and can't make it down to Oaklawn this weekend. We've got some good races going. And get down and visit. We've got a ton of college basketball to take part in, NBA and everything else we went through today. Lock of the week again, the Huskers catching four and a half in the Big Ten tournament. Let's go, Fred. Let's go, Nebraska. You won't hear me say that very often, but there you go. All right, that's going to do it for us. We appreciate you tuning in. Get down and visit our friends at Oaklawn for so many different reasons. Restaurants, horse racing, wagering, and table games. It is the only casino resort in Arkansas. It is Oakland. It's going to do it for Zach. I'm Justin. Thanks for being with us. We'll join you next week on Oakland Game Day. Good luck, everybody.